0: Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesday mornings at eleven thirty, live with First Seder Bismedrish. Special welcome to our Tory anytime viewers and listeners who are going to be joining us for this year. And <clears throat> this series has been sponsored for Khade Shvat by families helper and Palak Schechter of Manchester, England, Lili Nishmas. Devoi Rabbas Shab Yosef, Aleha Shalom, and Lee Nishmas, my mother, Mrs. Barbara Gross, Aleha Shalom, Hindabas, Shmuel Hakayin. Thank you for your sponsorship. Okay, today we're going to talk about Reb Halevi Segal, otherwise known famously as the Taz. The author of the Turei Zahav, known as the Taz, whose yardset will be Chaf Vav Shvat, Ta- he was Nifter in the year 1667, Tufchav Zion, 1667, which would mean that this is going to be his 354th yard site. Who was the Taz? The Taz was born Be'erech approximately in the year Vav, which is 1586. Um, he was born in the city of Lodmir in what was then part of the Polish uh, kingdom and now is uh the ukraine in a in a uh a region called valin valin if you would put it on today's map it's like southeast poland southwest belarus western ukraine that's the area called valin it's still called that that today in uh ukrainian um his grandfather was named Reb Yitzchuk ben B'tzalel, he was called Reb Yitzchak We've said that many times, that uh, often when one is Mesiachist to another, they put the names together. So even though he was Yitzrok ben B'tzalel, he was called Reb Yitzchak And he was the Rav in the city of Vladimir. And this was in the times of Reb Shalom Shachna, who we had a share about a while ago of Lublin. And he was one of the gedolim of the time in Reb Sholem Shachna's times. He lived longer than Reb Shalom Shachna and some of the other G'dayim of the Atkufa. There's a Chuva in tshuva's habach ha-chadoshay, about an aguna that, um, that uh, he's quoted there. Um, or he has a chuva there, I'm sorry. Reb has a chuva there. The Ramon tshuva also quotes the, this Reb ben Mitzalel. Chuvas Marshal, who is the same dars of Shalm Shachna, we had to share about him as well. In the end of Sif Simon Aleph and Simon Tezvov and his Chuvas actually had sent his Chuvah to Yitzchak Bitzalish for approval. And in the end of the Chuvah in Aleph and, and Tezvov, it says over there after the Marshal signs his name, Yofe Kivain. Yes, he was correct, Yitzchak ben Rebbe Hagar Hagar Beladmer. So the Marshal sent his Chuvas, some of his tshuvas to him, for approval. The Taz, his grandson, brings his, from his grandfather in a few places in Shulchan Aruch, in Simen Kufnun Gimel and Arachayim about a Sefer Torah that was given to a, to a tzibur, to a congregation from a yachid, who does it belong to? In Yaradea Kufyud Gimel, Siv cotton Beis, in the Halachas of Bishalakum, he quotes his grandfather. And in Chayshem Mishbat, in the beginning of Simon Gimel, these are very, he quotes his grandfather. It's a very short task, there, maybe a couple of lines, but there's a story to it. <coughs> very interesting story. There was a psaq that Rebitzchuk had given on Adin Taira, and the marshal had argued on Rebitzchuk's not only on his psaq, he told Rabbi Yitzchak that not only did you pass it incorrectly, you were over on because you judged this case individually without a bezdin by yourself, yechidi. And um, the Marshal was very upset about it, and he sent the shayla to Rabbi Yosef Katz, who was the author of the Sha'ris Yosef in Krakow, the brother-in-law of the Ramah, and it's brought in She'eris Yosef Simon Yudzayin, and... Um, and the uh, rabbi the sheris yosef agreed with rabitzchak and argued on the marshal and at the end of the chuva he writes like this the sheris yosef writes to masha and what you the marshal wrote the mi shene that whoever doesn't pass in this way yulka bimida hadin vechas beshalom be struck with the midah din hakasha the severe one hamerumas liydem that only pe- people who know about it it's a, it's a remez meaning of a severe din so the Sheiress Yosef says to the Marshal, Ahuvi, my beloved one, Be careful about the Mido of Pachar, of fear. Ki hi shal it is the trait of Yitzchak, Pachad Yitzchak. And it was a rem, as he was saying, Be very careful what you say about Reb Yitzchak, Ben Rebitzalel, because even though you're saying that whoever doesn't pass in this way, things should happen to them, be very careful with Midosi Shal Yitzchak, Ahuvcha, your beloved one, Yosef HaKayim. So the taz in the beginning of Simon Gimel and Chayish but brings this mach leikis, he brings a proof to his grandfather's psak and he concurs with him and he says that the bach also concurred with that psak. So that's just an interesting story to show you who Rabbi Yitzchak ben Rabbi was. Even though the marshal sent him his tshuva for approval, but in this case he argued vehemently against him. Rabbi Yitzchuk's son was named Reb Shmuel, and he was Tayra be Achim Echad. He had wealth and he had Tayra as well. And he had two children. One was named Reb Yitzchak Halevi and one was called Reb David Halevi. Reb Yitzchak, the older brother of the Taz, the Taz is Reb David. Reb Yitzchak, he is the author of Chidushi Mari Halevi, Chuvis Mari Halevi. The Taz in Arachayim Chafhei brings a Chuva from his brother, a long chuva there. And in Chaysh, Chaysh Mishbat Simon Gimel as well. Later on in Sim Gimel, he also brings a tshuva from his brother. And in tshuva's Habach, um, HaChadoshes, in Sim and Ches, where there's actually a tshuva from the Taz, over there he also quotes his brother, a psak, from his brother. Now his brother, Reb this Reb was actually not just his brother, he was the Rebdavid David, the Taz's Rabbi Muvuk. And in fact, on the title page of the Mari Halevi Sefer, it says, "Rabenu Hagayinam Mavorsam Mari Halevi Achiv the brother, of Rabbi Sholgayinam Mavorsam Bal Turezov, the brother and the Rebbe of the and of the well-known Gain, the Turezov." So this was his primary Rebbe; was his brother. Now there are some who say that the Taz, Reb David, learned um, by the Rebbe of Heschel of Krakow. Um, however, there's no real proof to that. They try to bring a raya from a certain tshuva where it seems to say such a thing. Um, I, 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 it seems to me that the Taz was actually a few years older than the Rebbe Rab Heschel. So I'm not so sure if he actually learned by him or not. It doesn't seem to me so possible. Um, now the one of the G'dayli Hadar at the time was Rabbi El Sirkish, better known as the Bach, for his Sefer Bayez chadish that he wrote. And the Bach took the Taz, Reb David, as a son-in-law for his daughter Rivka. In one of the tshuvahs, Maria Levy, when he asks about, he's writing to his brother, and he mentions his brother's wife's name is Rivka. Um, there is a chuva from the Bach, in Simon Ayin Ches, that he writes, um, he says, I'm very busy, because, I was just, my daughter just got married, um, <speaking in the Bible> I was to marry off my daughter to a now the Bach had two daughters, so I'm not hundred per cent sure this is referring to the taz, but it may be, and that tshuva was written in Shin Ayin Dalid in sixteen fourteen when the Bach was a Rav Raven bells. It was a year before he became the Raven brisk in sixteen fifteen and that's why I think it might be referring to the taz because. The Taz got married around that time and actually lived with his father-in-law in in the city of Brisk when he became the Rav there. So it does make sense that he's referring to um, his son-in-law, the Taz. Um, Now, he also considered himself a Talmud Muvuk of his father-in-law. Now, by the way, also, if that was in 1615 and he was born in 1586... So it made him um, 28, 29 years old when he got married, which is pretty old for those times, especially for such a guy. Um, I didn't see anybody um, uh, point that out, but that's what it comes out um, the, way, the way I'm saying here. Um, he was considered a Talmud Muvuk of the Bach, and in fact, there's a sefer called Magine um, Zahav, which was written by his grandson to answer all the questions that the Shah had written on the Taz, had asked on the Taz, and the V'ad Harabonim of Pailin, the V'ad Abba wrote a Haskamah to that Sefer, and they wrote about the Taz, and they said, he's well-known, Shimeish Tamidei Chakamim Harbei, that he served many Tamidei Chakamim, sir Chaisnei Balabach, and more than anyone else, his father-in-law, the Bach HaMefursim, M'Chol Yisrael, who's well-known in all corners of Israel, Asher Yashav Lifanah V'Hasmodah, so the Taz had sat in front of the Bach He was constantly there, he was diligently there Like it's well known and publicly known in our generation So it was well known that the Taz was a Talmud Muvuk of the Bach Now even though he had gotten married and he had, he was living with his father in law. He was still sending Shilus to his brother, Maria Levi, and Simon Memtes. He sends him many questions in Halacha. And um, he signs the tshuva, and he signs many tshuvas this way David hu hakaton, David the small one. So in the next tshuva, Simon nun, when he answers his questions, and in Simon Memhe as well as another tshuva that the Maria Levi writes to the Taz, he writes to him and he says, David who akatan be'ainav, David who is small in his eyes, v'godel who bechal but he's big in all of his things and all of his aspects. And in a different shuva, in Memchas, he writes, Vayetzei Shem David Bechalo Haaretzai, the name of David has gone out in all the lands, Vashem Ima, Hashem is with him, Shebechal Mokam Kemo wherever, in any place, the Halacha is like him. So although he considered his brother as his Rebbe, his, his, his brother held him in very high, uh, high esteem, and high regard. Um, now, even after he left his father-in-law's house, as we'll see in a moment, he also continued to ask Shilas to the Bach, his father-in-law, in uh, in the Bach HaYishonah, Simen Sadi Gimel, in Chadosh the... Yudzai, in Nundalid. in Kufyud Gimel, when the Bach talks about his son-in-law and he addresses his question to him, he calls him, Oiker Harim the one who Uproots mountains and grinds them together, in Pilpol. So the Bach held him in high esteem as well. Um, in Chuva's Habakha Khadosha Simon Ayan Tess, there's a Chuva from the Taz that he writes that this Shila was asked to my father-in-law. Who answered the question and then sent it to me for my approval to see what I would say? So you see here, the bach sending the taz his son-in-law a shayla to look over. And the taz concurred and agreed with him and said yes, he paskins correctly. Now, once we're talking about, once we're talking about um, his shaykes to the maria Levi, to the to the back, let's talk about some of the other gedilim he was in, in uh, that he had a connection with. He had m- many con- Gedailim of that generation. We'll highlight a few. One is the Levush. The Levush, the Maram Yafa, the Levush. In Taz Yardeach of Gimel, Sivkat and he in Hilcheshita, he writes, V'yitzati advaram lifni Maram Yafa v'iskim lidvari, and I said over my words in front of Maram Yafa Ramad Khayaafah the Levush and he agreed to me. In Similama Gimel in Trefus he says I had an argument with my father in law about this topic. adav and I uh, and I asked this in front of Maram Yafi and other Rabbanim as well. And in Chav Gimel in Trafus I'm sorry, in Simulama Tess, uh, he also says shamati So that's the levush that he quotes numerous times. The megala amukas evan azur kuf He writes ani hayisi bika I was in the city of Krakow when my father-in-law gave out a certain psak on a story, and many and some rabbonim viirulav ezer rabbanim. Some rabbanim, were not happy uvechlalam amongst the rabbanim who were not happy with the psak. Marinata Bal Megala Amukais, the author of the Megala Amukais, and he told me the following, etc. So that's where he quotes the Bal Megala Amukais, and the Magine Shlaimai, who was the grandfather, the great grandfather of the Pnei Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua of Krakow, in Heaven Kuf He brings a chuva, sheshalachti legoyin Rabbi Yeshua Krakow. So he was in touch and had a personal connection with many of the Gedalim um, of that time. So he was in his father-in-law's house in Brisk, and there's a story that's set over by Reb Sholeim Zalman Orbach and Reb Shemuel Levracha that his father-in-law had, had promised as part of the dowry to give him a piece of meat every day as part of his food. And his father-in-law was giving him the lung, the reya. And... Um, and the the Bach himself was not rich. The, in the Hakdama to the Bach and 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 Cholchanaruk his son writes, when he was young, he was very poor. He he, he gave out a lot. He was a Nadvin. He was very generous, but he was very poor until he came to Krakow. He became the Rav in Krakow. At that time, he became very rich, and it's it's brought down in the Pincus, in the uh, in the notebook of the Rama's Shul, the Pinkas Hatzstukas, about the amount of money that the Bach used to give out his sake, he was a uh, he was a rich man at that point. But at this point, in Brisk, he, w- he didn't have a lot of money, so he gave him the lung, the lung of the animal he gave to his son-in-law. And the taz called him to din is Is lung called Basar. And people were very, uh, it was hard to understand why he was doing that. And he said afterwards, when they did paskin, it was considered Basar, and his father-in-law was fulfilling the terms of what he had promised, he said, because I'll tell you the truth, I felt a little bit of a shvachkite, a weakness, because I only had a lung, eat, ate the lung, and not a real piece of meat. And my learning suffered because of it. And I was afraid that in Shamayim, there's going to be some type of kitchrug against my father in law that my learning is suffering because he's giving me lungs instead of real meat. So I wanted Bezdin Shalmata, Bezdin in this world to give a sack that he's being yoytzei, he's fulfilling his obligation, and this is meat, so that even though I may not be at my full strength, in shemaim, there should be no Kitchrug against my, against, my, uh, against my father-in-law. Be'erich, in about the year 1617, um, he left Krakow, so he was only there for a little bit. I'm sorry, he left, um, he left Brisk, and he went to Krakow. It doesn't say he wasn't a rov in Krakow, he just went there. Famous Taz and Simen Kufnon Aleph, when talking about living on top of a shul, he writes, "When I was younger, Bialdusi, I lived in Krakow with my family in my Bismedrish, which was above a shul, harbe, and I was punished terribly, bemisas banim. His children mm-hmm. Rachman and al- were died, vitalisi baze, and I said that the reason was because I was living on top of a shul." In uh, his sefer on Chumash, on Rashi, Divrei David, in Berachas, he writes in Yud Ches Dover Doversed the Rashti be Krakow be When I was younger, I said this Russia in Krakow. So in Krakow, he was uh, seemed to have been had a base madrash. It sounds like, and uh, he said drashas. In Shin Ayin Ches in sixteen uh, uh, eighteen, he um, he went to a city called. Patlachya P- or something like that Patlachya um which is in the um in Galicia in uh, the Ukraine and near Lvov, in that region of Lvov. and the Bach in Simon Samid- Sa'di Dalid, when he's quoting of a- Abesdin he quotes my son-in-law the Abesdin of this place uh F- or whatever it's called um now it's, there's a story that's related um, that in Shin Ayantas in 1619 when the Bach became the rub of Krakow. So on his way from B- Brist to Krakow he passed by this city to visit his daughter and son-in-law. And he saw how they were living terrible conditions, very poor. And when he came to Krakow he wrote, wrote a letter to his son-in-law and he said, I'm very pained over the fact that you can't sit and learn B'minuchah. And I'm hoping that Hashem will help me out, and I'll be able to kiarchiv Hashem gvuli. I'll be able to have some money, and I'll actually send you some money. I'll send you a present. And it's brought down that he actually eventually, like we said in Krakow, he had he became an oysher, he became rich, and um, he actually sent him some some money. However, the. Taz himself saw that it was too hard for him to live in this place and there was no way that he could live in such poverty so he decided to travel and he went to Posen, all the way to Posen. and um, it seems to me that he wasn't a rov in Posen. in fact in the Tshuva, Barach HaChadosh Simen Yodzayin the Taz writes to his father-in-law now I'm imposing between Malka between king and king, which sounds like to me he's saying it's like in between rabbinate jobs. He's not a rav here, and he writes Yashavti Bedin Imereiner Rabbin dayin There was a the dayin. There was named Merener Rabbin He probably he was the rav there, and uh, the Taz was saying that I you know I sat and I, I sat and talked to him about this Shiloh. Um, in um. In uh, in the year the, the Bach was nifter in the year Tuf, which is 1640, and in about Tuf Alef or Tuf Bays, the Taz became the Rav of Ustra. Ustra was in also back into his original home region of Valin, and he was happy to go back there. And um, it was a Makam Tyra. A Makam Tyra, the Marshal, if you remember, was a Rav there for a little bit. The Marsha. Um, was a rav there the masha was nifter in 1631 so not much long before this 10 years or so and he writes in his Akdamma to Turezov, the tav writes, tamidim chashuvim kravim over here talmidim chashuvim gathered to me from all over the land and he writes Me lereise kibutz yeshiva kamayo in my days i have never seen such a yeshiva a gathering, a, such a chashuv, gathering like this yeshiva that I have here in Austria, and he writes, I've been here for three years, and they've heard my sweet words, my tyra, and they're urging me that I should print them, that I should print my tyra. So because of that urging of my talmidim, I am going to print my sefer turezov. So in the year tav vav in Lublin, he went to Lublin to print the sefer turezov on Yarudaya. Um and he signs. Is the Akdama, he signs it Tvila leDavid David hu hakatan. Remember, he signed hu hakatan, and here it's like he's saying Tvila leDavid, a prayer to Hashem that I should be successful, hu hakatan, the small one, David ben Ribshmo. So this was the year Tafvov, and then Tachvitat came, 1648, 1649, the terrible Xerus of Chalmaniski and the Cossacks of Tach and Tat. And Ostra, where his city, in his city, Fifteen hundred families were murdered. About seven thousand people who were not able to flee the city were killed. The Taz himself ran to a city called alik or Alyuk in uh, in Ukraine, and there was a fortress there, it was like a fortified city. And um, he wrote a slicha um, to be said to commemorate the events that happened there. And it's, it, would, it was he enacted that it should be said on Chaf Vav Sivan and in it he hints to a miracle of how they were saved in that city and the story goes as follows it's not clear in the slicha, but this is the story that goes and that is that there was a few days they laid siege to the city and uh, they were already starting to break through the walls and all of the people in the city gathered in the shul and they were davening and in the middle Reb David was so exhausted and weak that he fell asleep and he saw A Pasuk in his dream that said, A Pasuk in Malach and I'm going to protect the city, to save it. For me and for my slave, David. And he woke up and he realized it's a remiss to him that Hashem's going to save the city in his chus. And he said, Everyone should be in and Tvila. Hashem is going to show us Niflois wonders today. And there were these old cannons that were on the walls of the city. And uh, they were not in any working order from I don't know which war they were from, and all of a sudden they started shooting out cannonballs at the enemy, who got so scared and just ran for their lives. And that was the uh, the story. This story is brought down um, in the in the memoirs of the son-in-law of Robert Hamburger. If you remember, we had a share about him as well. In the name of of his father-in-law, Robert Hamburger. He writes over there that the dream either Abdavit had it or maybe a different person had it. But the dream happened. Now because of this, after Tachvetat, the Taz made the Slicha and in the city um, Eilik until it was destroyed, I think in the times of the Nazis, there was a Minig till on of Sivan in the morning they would fast and say Slichas and after Mincha, they would have a Mincha and then they would have a Mishta Vahida they would have a Simcha Praising Hashem for the nace that happened to the city. Um so now because of the um because of and, and the wars that were going on, he was wandering around like many unfortunate re- refugees refugees were wandering around. In the year Tafyud, um we find him in Kislav of Tauf Yud, we find the Taz in Lublin. In Eben Ezar, Kufnun Vav, Sifkat and Sifkhatin Khasi writes, Bakedish Kislav Tafyud I was in Lublin. I was one of the refugees. Because of the terrible struggle we were having in the Medina, we were waiting for Hashem to tell us enough to our tzarus. Um And he writes over there that there were harbe v'nei hayasham there was many, many Tamidich Chachamim who were there in Lublin at the time. Besides for the Mara the Asra, Abir HaRoyim HaRav Amubuk, Marein or Reb Heschel. This is the Rebbe Reb Heschel, who was a Rav in Lublin before he was a Rav in Krakow. And the Shil over there was Negeya and Aguna from the city called Shebrushin. I was like to be at that city. My um, Shver has a Zayda, Reb Simcha Hakayin 10 generations back, who's buried in Shebrushin, So I was there once at that kever. In Shuva's Bakahados, Simon Ches in the countries of Agunas over there, so the Taz has a Chuva there that he writes about an Aguna. He says I wasn't able to be Maayan too much in the Svarim. Asada. I'm living out in the field. batlu Kemat kol b'gzera, and because of the Gzaira Kemat there's no Svarim left. You have to remember this is before the printing press. Um, or just at least the beginning of it, there was not a lot of svarim around. I, mean, I, should, I shouldn't say that. This wasn't before the printing press. The printing press existed, but there were not many svarim around, and the ones that were around were um, were destroyed by, by Tachvetat. And at the end of this tshuva, he writes... Um, I'm going to be mad to this aguna. I don't have many svarim except a gemara and a tor, a katzer, and therefore I'm going to be um, uh, be in this Chuva. In Divrei David, in the Sefer in Parshas Hazinu, on the pasuk "Mikhutz Tishak El Cherev Umechadorim Ema," and outside the sword's going to be rampant, and in the inside there'll be fear. So Rashi writes that when you're going to run away and escape from the into you're going to escape from the Charev, Chidre Chadarim here doesn't mean a room. It means the, 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 uh, the canals of the heart will be, will be beating. In other words, you'll be so scared. So says the Divrei David there, says the Taz, why didn't Rashi say Pashud? It means you'll run into a room and you'll be scared. So he says, because the answer is as follows. First what happens is you hide in a room. And then you're scared. And then when you have no, no, you can't hide in the room anywhere, you run out into the streets. And there the sword, um, uh, the sword comes and, and kills people. So the Pasuk should have said the opposite. And then So therefore Rashi says no. Rashi says the opposite. It's not referring to fear in a room. It's fear in your heart. And he writes, Da aimer hi acher habricha after you run away be hadre just like it was in Pilan and Lita Ushara Rotsus, Mishnas Takveh from the years Takan. Shaisa Rosh If you remember, one of the first shiurim we gave was on Rabihil of Nemerov. It wasn't on Torah any time, it's on my website, Rabidovida dot com. One of the first Gedilam Shears was Rabbiel of Namarov and Takhvitat. We talked about the, how many people, millions of people were Killed in Klal during Tachvatat, so he writes over here. The Vistula River in Poland. So those who were able to escape to its western side. So I guess on that side, um, the the Tsara wasn't as big. He says even though they escaped with their lives, many still died because of the fear in their heart. They were still afraid, the panic, the fear that they still had, even though they had escaped the sword, the fear killed them. That's how he ends off. So he says, you see over here, that's the pshat, that's the sword, and after you run away from the sword, Dr. Rashi, that fear will kill you as well, even if you escape the sword. Um... In Evan Simon Yud Zayn, Sif Kutn Dalid, when it talks about a woman being believed to say her husband died on the battlegrounds, so the Taz there is Mechalek, He says there's a difference if it's a normal war between two sides. Or is it a war, kasher shamanu the and min gzairis Which wasn't normal war. There they killed out anybody, anyone who was in the vicinity, with terrible, terrible Akhzarius, So therefore he says the din may change because it's a different type of war than it was referred to in the Gemara or in the Halacha. Um, now because still things were very unsettled, he decided to travel westward towards Germany, and he went through Merin, Moravia. Um, there is a tshuva in Archaim, Shin Samech, Samech Gimel, and Chaf in Erevin, to a city called Steinitz in Moravia. And some say it's a tshuva that he wrote after he saw what was going on there as he passed through the city. I didn't see clearly how anyone knows that. It says a tshuva that I wrote or was sent to me from Steinitz. But there's some Saira, I guess, the, the historians say that he passed through that city. He also passed through a city called Halashov. Halashov was the place where the Shach lived. Bez HaShem next week's year will be on the Shach. And the Shach is, argues with the Taz many times, the Stusvarim. And um, so he passed through Halashov. I was able to be there as well. And the shach writes in his Sefer Nekudus HaKes, if he writes, I was an Achsanya Levala Taz. The shach was much younger than the Taz, as we'll see next week. But I was able to be his host for three days. He was with me. And he says, I gave him covered Gadol. And he also gave me covered harbei ashenashakti al Aroishi. He kissed me on my head with bimamish kisimchas beis And the simcha was a kisimchas base ha The shach is writing there, don't think Haichas v'shalom have anything against the taz personally. Here I hosted him for three days. Now there was a story that, that, that made a tumul there in Halashev. And um while he was there, the Avoides Hagirshuni, who was the son in law of the Tzemach Tzedek Hakadmayn, not the one from Lubavitch. The Tzemach Tzedek HaKadmein was the Rav of Nicholsburg, Bahamedina at the time. And um, his son in law, the Avoides Hagirshuni, was the Rav of a place called Prostitz. And the Khazam Seifri later on was Rav in that place as well. And a lady came and said her husband, I'm sorry, her husband came and the Talmud of the Gershuni came and said that his wife had been captured by the gayim and she was forced to convert. And um, the Taz was matter him to marry another woman, a second wife, so to speak, even though he didn't give his wife a get. And he w- didn't even obligate him to be her with a get. Sometimes in situations where a person can't give a get, and we're matter him, even though it's a Gershem to have a second wife, we're matter that. However, you still have to be mizake her a get, especially in this case, especially because maybe she's living with other people, so it's a schus for her to be divorced. And many of the goine of Merin, of Moravia, and at the head of the group, the Tzemach Tzedek, went out, were very upset about this p'sak, and um, the Avoydus agreed with the Taz's p'sak, and uh, it was a big tumul, um at the time. If you look in Semach Tzedek Simin Ayin, there's the whole Chuva There, the story at the end. It seems now the 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 tshuva, the the tshuva, the date on that chuva in the Tzimach Tzedek is actually Tuf Yud Zayin, which is a few years later because he was already way out of Haloshav. So it seems that this tumult went on for a good few years. From you know, I don't know Tuf Yud Aleph, Tuf Yud Beis, till Tuf Yud Zayin. Um, when the Tzemach Sedek wrote that Tshuva. So in Toph dalid um, things have, seem to have come down here, 1654, and he went back to Poland, and he went to Lvov. Now, in the Pincus of the city of Lvov, in its memoirs, in its notebook over there, there's a story that says as follows. And it's not so... It's not... Uh, um, clear if the story is true but this is what's written there and um, the story goes as follows it says when he came there the Taz he really decided that he doesn't want anyone to know who he is even though he'd been famous and that's maybe a bit of the issue as he traveled around Moravia everyone knew who he was and all of a sudden he comes to Lvov and nobody knows who he is but that's this is how the story goes and he just wanted to learn and no one should know who he is there was a rub in the city and he, how is he going to make Parnasah? Is he going to make a living? So he became the, one, the menaker, the person who trebers, the one who takes out the fats and the, and the gidim from the meat in the, in the slaughterhouse. And um, it seems the Rav said a certain thing was treif. And uh, he said something is kasher. And this was a big pigia against the Rav and he refused to back down. And in those days when somebody went against the, the Rav, so there was a little booth at the entrance to the shul, that they would like put him in some chains, and everyone would walk by and spit at him. And that's what they did. They put him in chains in this little booth, and everyone spit at him. One day, over there it says a boy, the story goes it was a girl, who came with a, uh, a chicken to the Rav, and the Rav said it was Treif, and on the way out, um, the Taz asked her what was this? what happened over there. And she said, she was crying, and she said, the Rav said, it's Trafe and this chicken, we've been, we have no money, and we waited so long for this chicken, and now we going have nothing to eat. So he looked at it to Taz, and he said, no, it's Kasher. And he muttered to himself, so this is how the story goes, it doesn't say this in the Pincus of Levov, but this is how G'daylem have said over the story. He muttered to himself and says, who gives you a right to stay B'tzniyus, to stay hidden at the expense of this child and their family? So he sent the child back into the Rav and said he shall look again. Some gears of the story says that he told him, Look up and say for two rays of Hilchus Treyfus, this and this sif, and you'll see differently. And the child went back in, and everybody laughed. What do you mean? Look again, I patskined already, up and Hilchus Treyfus. And they looked it up and they realized that it's Kusher. And the Rav said, Who told you that? He said the person they're spitting at outside in the in the entrance to the shul, and he came on and, and he and he, and he says who are you? He didn't want to say, and eventually they figured out who he was, and that's how he was revealed. And supposedly the story, the way it says in the Pincus of Lvov, is that the Rav who was Remeir Zak said that he's bigger than me and he should really be the Rav, but he made him the Roish Bezdin at the time. And after Remeir Zak was nifter. Um, he became the Rav of Lvov. So in Tafya he became the Rav of Lvov, outside the city. In Lvov at that time, there were two Rabbanim. There was one inside the city and one outside, like for the rest of the region. If you remember, we talked about Lvov um, a different time as well. So so he became the Rav in Lvov in Tafyad Um The Rav in the city was actually his nephew, Rebnav Tali Hartz. the... Um, son of his brother-in-law Reb David, who was a son of the Bach. So um it was a grandson of the Bach, was the other Rav. These were the two Rabbanim in, in Lavov. When his first wife was Nifter, he married his the his brother-in-law was the Bach's son, Reb Shmuel, and um Reb Shmuel had been Nifter, Reb Shmuel Tzvi Herz had been Nifter. And his Almana, he married his Almanah, so it was his former sister-in-law that he ended up marrying as his second wife. On Shabbos Kodesh, Ches Iyar of Tuf Chof Dalid, his two sons, Reb Mardukh and Reb Shloime, were killed, Ayyidei HaNoitzrim, the Christians, Bein Shara HaKadoshim, Biyoim Charein Af Hashem, in the city of Lvov, Michutz could be it was a blood libel. It says, Asher nergu misos Many people were killed with terrible misoys. There were blood libels in those days. The Taz says in hilka's Pesach that we don't use red wine nowadays because of the blood libels. The Taz had four sons and three daughters. These two were killed um, in this terrible story. Um, now in the Pincus of of Levav. And also, Reb Hamburger and the, his son-in-law relates that, they, that um, his father-in-law, Reb had said that the taz was an ish He was a person who performed wonders. And a famous story that Reb said over, and it's also in the Pincus of Lvov, is that a lady came to him and her daughter was very sick. And he said, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a Baal Shem, meaning I'm not like a Baal Myfis. He says, but I just answered a teretz on Tais'is Kasha, and I'm giving that teretz as a matana to your daughter, it should protect her and uh, she became better because of that and that's Rebbe Hamburger's you know um, example of how he was a Balmoifis. Towards the end of his days uh, Shabsi Tzvi started ringing throughout uh, throughout uh, Europe and famously he sent his son, the Taz sent his his son Rebbe and his stepson Rebbe both grandchildren of the Bach to, to see who Rebbe Tzvi was, Shabsi sent him back a letter it's a whole uh, a whole story in the Shabsid saga, saga. Um, what he sent back to the Taz. The Taz was Nifter Chavav Shvat Tuf Chav Zion, eighteen sixty seven. So his Yahrzeit's coming up today's Chav Shvat, and on his Matzeva was written Hein Bei Denu B'Chayim. While he was alive, Kfar Zochel K'nipzuk HaKemayze BaAlacha. He was already Zeicha that Alacha was like him. Hayroso Shlema Zakva Rucha. His his psakim, were shleimah, were perfect, zakah, they were pure, arucha, they were set up very straight. So he was zaychad, while he was alive, that halacha was kemaisay. I know it's ready 1209, but let me just for a few minutes go through his svarim. His svarim his to rezov. Each chalak has its own flavor to it and had its own mazel and hatzlacha. An chayshem mishbat, he... He composed at the same time he put out his sefer on Yerideya, but it wasn't printed till after he was nifter um, in Nun Bays by the Chacham Tzvi, and it was printed as its own volume. It wasn't on the Shulchan Aruch, and therefore it didn't it didn't make its mark amongst the Loimdim. The Sma, on the other hand, was put on the Shulchan Aruch, so that became like the standard on Shulchan Aruch Mishpat. He also didn't write on Henry Simon and even in some even the Simonim he did, it wasn't every sif. I remember my Rabbi, Zuchain of Racha, Rav Groomer, the Abbezdan of Cleveland, numerous times told me that the Khaishemishbad, the Shaq on is an a Shach, it's a different Shach than the one on Yarideya. It's Marma and different things like that. in um, Evan's, Ezer was also printed about ninety years after it was uh, yeah, 90 years after he was Nifter and Tafkuf Yadalid. There were two versions. We only have one version, the first version, the Madura Achas. The second version was lost, but the Beishmuel, who is one of the main perushim on Eben on the side, the Neisei the uh, on the Shulchan Aruch, he actually had the Madura Shni and sometimes quotes it. Arachayim made more of a mark. It was uh, printed in the same year as the Chay Mishpat, and because it was printed on the side of the Shulchan Aruch, or together with the Shulchan Aruch, and it was printed together with the Sefer Mogain Avram. The Mogain Avram's son called his Sefer Mogain Avram. So the printer called the Taz's Sefer Mogain David. Because since, were both, since he wrote Mogain Avram, he called it Mogain David. The Taz had called it Ture'zav. But the printer called it Mogain David. So those two Svarim together, the prints are called Mogine Eretz. Those who protect the land, because it's the two shields, the Mogin and the Mogin. Open up your Shulchan Aruch, Arachayim. To the front page, you'll see the title page It's called Sefer Moginei Eretz. And this is a little bit more Makubal, because it was on the Shulchan Aruch. And he explains every Simmon and every Sif. And the Primagadzim came to explain his words, so it made much more of a mark in Arachayim. And Yerodei is the way he made his mark in the world when he was alive. And as we said, that was printed in Tavvav, And again, it was print as its own Sefer, but a little bit after his death, it was printed again um, around the Shulchan Aruch with the Shach. And that Sefer, the Shulchan Aruch with the Shach and the Taz together, was called Ashle Ravervi, the big trees. You open up your Yerodei, your to the title page, you'll see it says Ashle Ravervi. And in Yaradea, it's much more lambdus, and he brings the achreinim, the marshal, the Levush, the bach, the drisha, and he paskins, and he brings out a psak, halacha and it was much more clear, and that is how he made his mark um, in the world. While he was alive, the, the shach had come out with his sefer, and again, we'll talk about that next week, but at the end of the sefer, the taz put out something called daf Achrain, the last page, and he wrote, against, he wrote things against the sefer of the shach, and that's why the Shach put out a Sefer Nekudis HaKesef with questions that he had on the Taz, which unfortunately weakened the Taz standing in the world of Halach a little bit. And that's why his grandson wrote the Sefer Magine Zav, which we mentioned earlier, to answer the questions of the Shach and the Lashon of the Vad Arbaharatzas and their Haskama, was in order to put back the Taz's prominence in understanding who he is in Halacha. Just to end off, Rabbi Yosef Shaul Natanzin, the Rav of Lvov, almost 200 years after the Taz's Petira, says that for some reason, by mistake, the Taz's kever was once dug up, and they they saw his body, and his body was sholim Begufoy, Hadr Belevushoy, 200 years later, was still perfect, no rotting at all, his body was perfect, because that's what a Tzadik Gomer he was. This is the Taz, Asher Mipiv anuchayim. So much of what we do is Alpi the Psak of the Taz and Archaim and Yaradeya, our daily life. Should be Zaycha, is a person who lived through terrible times for Kla Yisrael. He should be a taka, a mugging David for Kla Yisrael. We should be Zaycha's to see Yeshua and the Chamas. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Kaltuf.